3: Good morning, everyone. I'm Cara Carper, licensed nutritionist, and I'd like to welcome you to Dishing Up Nutrition this morning. Every Saturday, we dedicate an hour to giving life-changing nutrition information that's based on scientific research. Today's topic will be asthma, which is a condition that is becoming more and more common. And actually, a client of mine is the one that told me that school nurses are just inundated these days with, you know, needing to hold on to students' inhalers and other asthma medications. So before we get into the topic, though, I'd like to introduce my co-host, Anna Durhawk. She's also a licensed nutritionist and a teacher and a corporate presenter and a mom, most importantly, (laughs) mom of three. I don't know how you do it all, Anna, but welcome today.
0: (laughs) Thanks, Cara. It's great to be here on the show together again. Um, And because I've had the we call the NWW knowledge during my pregnancies and just have been able to use the information at home with my family. I feel like, you know, my my kids will never have to suffer from any of these things. Um, and hopefully, um, you know, we can give you some good practical advice for your children if or, or d- adults that are suffering from asthma. Um, But it's likely that um, approximately 10% of children have asthma or conditions that can lead to asthma and things like that. So there is an actual huge correlation between people, what people are eating of all ages, and whether or not they will have allergies or asthma. So it kind of starts at a young age. Really, It really
3: does. And we're going to get more into that. I mean, it can start actually as early as the day the baby's born. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So I bet you, Anna, have the healthiest kids because <laughs> I've been working with you since I think two thousand four yeah. or two thousand five. Yeah. Yep. And so I saw you through or I've worked with you through all of your pregnancies and I've I know that you eat basically perfect <laughs> and your kids probably eat re- really good too. So but that's gonna just make a huge difference.
0: Yes. And you know, Car, I think that it, that's a new thought for many people that You know, what they're eating can actually increase inflammation in the body or even decrease inflammation. Um, And asthma is really a chronic disease where the inside of those airways become inflamed and swollen.
3: And if the airways do become inflamed, they also become very sensitive to certain triggers. Now, the triggers are different for everyone, but they can be... A variety of foods. They can also be environmental substances like pollution mm-hmm. or pet dander or smoke. But whatever the uh, trigger is, the inflamed airways will react by becoming narrower. And then, of course, less airflow is getting to the lungs. Yeah. And so the symptoms that people commonly experience are difficulty breathing, wheezing, coughing, tightness in the chest. So all very uncomfortable and scary symptoms that can be fatal.
0: Yes. Yep. If not taken care of, or um, like you said, with an inhaler or something like that to open those airways. Um, And I mean, people suffering from asthma often take daily medications like Flovent, which um, is basically a glucocorticoid and to prevent these flare ups. And also they have inhalers close by um, for, you know, when, when, and if they do get a flare up. Um, So really the Flovent's more of a, um you know day to day thing whereas the inhaler is more um for a- acute symptoms mm-hmm. so and then albuterol is also a common inhaler used to treat these symptoms um and uh, the the biggest thing is these steroid medications are very hard on the body and and some people need to use them and I'm not against using them obviously but they can disrupt the intestinal health and also suppress the immune system
3: Yep, I know. I mean, and like you just said, it's really we want to just get this point across today. (laughs) Medications are often necessary. We're not telling anybody stop taking your, stop using your inhaler after you listen to the show. (laughs) Um, But we do want to give you some tips on how just removing certain inflammatory foods Mm -hmm. and adding in other anti-inflammatory foods and probably some supplements are going to be necessary. But all of these things. Can reduce and maybe eliminate the need for the medications you were just talking about.
0: Yes, and we know a couple people already who have gotten off most all of their meds and just done it with food. So, um, right,
3: a couple of our coworkers. coworkers, Yeah, Mm -hmm.
0: Leah is one of them um, who just became a licensed nutritionist. Mm -hmm. Congratulations, Leah! (laughs) (laughs) And um, and then also um, a a former educator for us, Kim Carlson. So, and I remember
3: Kim actually; she was on the radio show. This years ago, yeah. Um, but she was talking about how she used her inhaler sometimes twenty times a day. Oh but at the time, do you remember what her diet was? She came. <laughs> Dew. She came to us, and she was drinking <laughs> tons of Mountain Dew, yep. Rice roni and Crunchy Crack. <laughs> I clearly remember that.
0: I remember that too. <laughs> um, so talking about the triggers for inflammation, the biggest ones, um, whether it, you know. Uh, whether you're suffering from arthritis or asthma, um, are really the sugar and the processed carbohydrates. And processed carbs affect the body the same way that sugar does because because simply they turn into sugar in the bloodstream. And everyone knows what table sugar is. It's the white stuff, it's the crystallized stuff, (laughs) but we're going to give examples of foods containing a lot of sugar and we'll also remind everyone what the definition of processed carbohydrates really are.
3: And if you've been listening for a while, you probably know some of this, but we might have new people. So that's why we go over this on most shows. But lots of seemingly innocent foods are high in sugar. So we know soda has a lot of sugar, Mm. but juice has just as much sugar. So you take an 8-ounce serving of soda, and that has 27 grams of sugar. But 8 ounces of juice has about the same amount of sugar as the soda, Plus, I mean, who really drinks eight (laughs) ounces of soda? Soda comes in, what, 12 ounce, 16 ounce, 32. If you get the Big Gulp, it's 64 ounces. And a tall glass of juice might not be just eight ounces. It's more like 12 or 16 for a tall glass. So that's, you know, soda and juice. Then there's things like fruit roll-ups and fruit snacks, Mm -hmm. which are very popular for kids because they're easy. And I think people see the word fruit and they (laughs) They think it's healthy. healthy. That's really not a good substitute for the actual fruit. Um, And I did look up online just one brand of a fruit snack, and it had 31 grams of sugar, and that's all refined sugar. Mm -hmm. Whereas a medium apple, so we're looking at the real piece of fruit, has seventeen grams of sugar mm-hmm. in the fruit form, though. Right. So you know, you're with the apple. You're getting the benefit of the fiber, vitamins, and
0: minerals, and antioxidants. Right. I guarantee those Welch's fruit snacks do not have any of those. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that they have a lot C, of fiber. That's about it, and they have to probably add that back in. <laughs> exactly. So, um, and then other high sugar foods, um, are you know, um, most smoothies even. Unless you're making your own from home, yeah, not our smoothie, not, our not smoothie. the one we have on our website. That's
3: actually very balanced. Yes,
0: but a lot of smoothies, like Jamba Juice, I mean, I think a lot of people get have the misconception that it's you know they're using real fruit, um, and sometimes you put whey protein powder in there. But when you start to look at it, and Cara, you you uh, ser- searched high and low for this information, so thank <laughs> you. But we we found that an original size, so that's like the medium size banana berry drink. At Jamba Juice has 82 grams of sugar, um, which is just shocking to me because, again, most people think that's healthy. Um, mm-hmm. And then the fla- the flavored yogurts, um, even a cup of vanilla has 30 grams of sugar. So we're talking about plain yogurt that you want to, you know, eat. We don't, right, we don't want the sugar stuff.
3: Do you hear though? I mean, I have, I can't tell you the clients <laughs> that when I say what flavor yogurt mm-hmm. do you get, do you get plain? Yes, I get vanilla. And yes. I'm like, okay, we need to clear that <laughs> misconception up. They're very different. Vanilla has 30 grams of sugar. Yep. Plain has about 10, 10, or 10 to 12. 10 to maybe. 12, you have to in yeah. a cup.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, you guys, vanilla is not plain. It still has quite a bit of sugar <laughs> in it. Um, but that's, when you think about it, a cup of vanilla has 30 grams of sugar. That's almost as much as a soda. Um, And some of the more obvious high sugar foods are cookies, candy, donuts, cakes and muffins. So there's a lot of bad stuff out there that we need to... I know. And that's, we're just
3: giving, you know, reminders on some of you guys know this already, listeners. Well, Anna, it's going to be time for a break in about a minute. So I'm just going to go ahead and take that now. Okay. Um, But before we go to break, I want to mention some research about CoQ10, which is coenzyme Q10. So according to a study published in October 2002, it was in the Journal of the Archives of Neurology, they looked at how CoQ10 can slow the progression of early-stage Parkinson's disease. So there were 80 subjects. It was a 16-month period of time for the study, um, four groups. There was a placebo group using... Okay. Like I'm a sorry. sugar pill,
0: sorry. Placebo sugar group
3: with a sugar pill, a group using 300 milligrams a group using 600 milligrams, and a group using 1,200 milligrams of CoQ10 daily. All of the groups showed less disability um, than the group that was assigned to the placebo. So basically adding in any CoQ10 showed less disability. And the the higher the dose, the more significant the results were, the better the results were. So, if you have questions for us today, please give us a call at the studio,
2: 651-641-1071. Oh, welcome back to Dishing
0: Up Nutrition. I am Anna Durhawk, licensed nutritionist, and I'm here with Kara Karpa, also licensed nutritionist. And we today are discussing asthma and how nutritionally we can decrease the frequency of attacks or prevent it altogether. And before break, I mentioned the wonderful research about CoQ10 or coenzyme Q10 and Parkinson's disease. So I'm sure some of you are wondering what CoQ10 is, and I'm sure some of you already know, but CoQ10 is a nutrient the body makes in the liver, um, just like cholesterol, and it is a very powerful antioxidant. Um, It also provides energy in the form of ATP for all of our cells. So it really does, it's a powerhouse nutrient. It really um, affects pretty much all different kinds of cells in the body. Um, So if you want um, more great information about CoQ10, keep listening. Yeah, and thanks for doing
3: that research, Anna. That was really interesting. All right, I'm going to take a caller here. Hi, Bob. Welcome to the show. Do you have a question or comment for us today?
2: Yeah. I just had a question about you were talking about sugars and the effects of sugars. And I, you know, I am into Greek yogurt and the Greek yogurt I use says that it's pure evaporated cane juice. And I just wanted to know, is that a better alternative to sugar or is that still the same as a refined white sugar?
0: <laughs> Good question, Bob. Um, pure cane sugar, you know, evaporated cane juice, it's the same thing as white sugar. They just, um, they, a fancier word for
2: it,
4: I bet. Yes,
0: it is a fancier <laughs> word for it. They try to make it sound healthy, <laughs> but uh-huh. it's not. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, I mean, if you if you need to sweeten your Greek yogurt, I would probably do it with a little pure maple syrup or stevia. Okay. Yep.
4: I just
2: always wondered, and I heard you guys talking about different sugars, and I appreciate the information. Yeah, no thanks, thanks so much problem, for your call.
3: So, Anna, before break, we were talking about sugar and yes. processed carbohydrates. And so we gave examples of high-sugar foods and, you know, actually the yogurt was one of them, or the flavored yogurts anyways. (laughs) But processed carbs might be a little bit trickier for people to identify and understand. But keep in mind that four grams of carbohydrates convert into a teaspoon of sugar in the bloodstream. So things like, you know, the high-glycemic foods like cold cereal, bread, pasta, chips bagels, crackers, cereal bars. I'm sure I just listed like everyone's favorite foods and they're (laughs) mad. But those foods are high carbohydrate and they will cause inflammation really the same way that straight sugar will. Yes. You know, and so cold cereal or bagels for breakfast, eating things like that can actually cause the airways to become inflamed and create an asthma attack.
0: Right. And I mean, everything we just mentioned was a carbohydrate, but we aren't saying people need to eliminate all carbohydrates. It's it's important you guys realize that because fruits and vegetables, those are carbohydrates as well, but they're packed with nutrients and are used for energy in the body. Um, and those are the preferred source. So just remember, we don't want you to eliminate carbs. We just want you to eat the right ones.
3: Right. We're not saying like do Atkins diet no. or anything like that, eliminate carbs, but we're just talking about which carbs cause inflammation. Yes. And there's an, actually another substance I want to talk about that would make all inflammation worse, including asthma inflammation. Um, I guess I should call it a substance because it's not really a food. <laughs> no. And that's trans fats and refined process oils. Those are very inflammatory. And so again, whether your inflammation is in your elbow or your lungs, you need to stay away from these damaged and hydrogenated fats.
0: Yes. And, you know, if people stay away from all the processed carbs we listed, you know, chips, crackers, donuts, etc., they will also be avoiding all those bad fats um, because many of those high-carb, high-sugar foods also have the trans fats in them, um, you know, to, I don't know, keep them on the shelf longer and, Mm -hmm. you know, um, the presentation of them, so... So, to get rid of them in the diet, it's it's like a two for one as far as avoiding sugar and bad fats, you get rid of the processed box foods, and you'll be okay
3: right, because where do we find these trans fats and refined oils? <laughs> I mean, they're in a lot of the baked goods, yes, and processed and carbohydrates processed that we mentioned. so so trans fats are bad, but you know, refined, unhealthy oils also are bad, and those would be like vegetable cooking oils. Um, fats that are in fast food, and a lot of other just prepackaged, boxed or frozen goods. Yes.
0: Um, and it's just as important to add in healthy fats that are anti-inflammatory as it is to remove the inflammatory re- fats. Because, again, there are specific fats that help us with inflammation like olive oil, butter, coconut oil, nuts and seeds, and avocados. And first of all, this will balance blood sugar, which actually reduces insulin and overproduction of insulin we know causes inflammation. Mhm. And
3: so eating carbohydrates on their own is going to raise blood sugar too high yes. and create a big a large insulin response. Yes. And just remember, you know, high insulin equals inflammation. Yes. throughout the body throughout the including body. the lungs. Yes. So all those good fats really can prevent the blood sugar from spiking. And they work on reducing inflammation. So, Anna, you just wrote this great article. It was, I think, one of our e-newsletters on coconut oil. And I was wondering if you could just mention a couple of the benefits to using coconut oil in case people
0: didn't read that. Definitely. Um, So there's tons of benefits, but a couple of them that I came up with um, just from the article, it helps reduce breast and colon tumors, um, specifically cancerous ones. It also increases the friendly bacteria in your gut. And we're actually going to talk about that friendly bacteria and how it helps with asthma symptoms in a little bit. So, um, And then it also supports the metabolism by allowing the cells to use it for energy. And in the article I mentioned that actually before a run, I actually take a like at least two teaspoons of it. And it, like, I just feel great when I'm running. I was just
3: reading that last night because I reread your article. Yeah. And I thought that I've never done that. And I'm a runner too. And I thought that's <laughs> such a good it. idea,
0: especially while you're pregnant.
3: Oh, it'll really help. Oh, do people know that? <laughs> oh, sorry. <do laughs> no, guys. that's okay. I'm pregnant. If anyone cares, so <laughs>
0: <laughs> sorry. Did you want the whole? No, world to no, know? that's that's completely fine. <laughs> so yeah, those are just some of the the you know benefits of coconut oil in general. So it
3: also Anna, it's antifungal, as you know, mm-hmm. antibacterial, antiviral, and it's great for just improving
0: overall immune function. Yes. Definitely. Um, and we also mentioned earlier that 1 in 10 children have asthma, and that rate has dramatically increased since the 1980s. Um, in 1980, only 3% of children had asthma, and um, and nowadays um, there are 13 million school days that are missed each year because of oh, asthma-related my gosh. you know symptoms or attacks. That's huge. That is unbelievable.
3: Yeah. A lot of school missed. A lot of, you know, I mean, think about how scary that is for kids, too. Right. Having an asthma attack. Right.
0: They can't breathe.
3: Okay, so we're going to take another caller. Okay. Good morning. Is this Wren? Yes, it is. Welcome to the show. Do you have a question Mm -hmm. for us?
1: Thank you. I do. Um, I'm familiar with the benefits of cooking with coconut oil and olive oil, and I've been through the classes, love them. But I'm wondering about peanut oil and sesame oil.
3: Peanut oil and sesame oil I, are not considered refined oils. Right. Those would actually be on our healthy, good fat list.
4: Fabulous. Great. I
1: was going to fry up some yam fries, and I Ooh,
3: that sounds thought good.
1: sesame oil would be a great choice. So, good. I'm glad.
3: Yes. So, it, let me just ask Anna a quick question. I know Anna is an expert on oils, and <laughs> are those, can those oils be heated to a high temperature or medium?
0: Yes. Peanut oil, I know, definitely can. Um, in some instances, as high as coconut oil um and then um sesame oil when you mix it with the coconut oil, it makes it more stable, so I would do that if you 're stir frying oh, yeah. Okay. yeah perfect, okay. so fabulous great question, thank you, thank, you. thank you ren thank you ren all right we're gonna we have
3: another caller here, actually a couple. Hi, Sharon. Welcome to the show today. How can we answer your question or comment?
1: um, You were talking about coconut oil, and I can't find that in the stores. I can find coconut water, but not the oil. Where do I get that?
3: You know, I've seen coconut oil with the rest of, like, kind of by the olive oils, Mm -hmm. and actually the rest of the cooking oils. I wonder if, where did you, what store did you look for it at?
0: Well, I go to Cub. Okay, Cub is... They don't have, they, not all cubs carry it. And a lot of times if they do, it's refined. Okay. So the best place to go would be more like um, a co-op that you might have to go to co-op for that or um, Fresh and Natural um, or, or one of our offices, if you're ever over um, by any of our locations. Um, oh, you do sell it at your, at your office? Too? Yes, we do. Yep. Oh, okay. We have a really good brand. It's, it's, I believe Garden it's Garden of Life. I Garden think. of Life. Yeah. yeah. It's it's wonderful. Great. Another yeah,
3: okay. good brand to look for, and you'll, you would definitely find this at all the co-ops and Whole Foods, is Spectrum. Yep, Spectrum Yep. Okay. is another good one. Well, thank you. That's You're welcome. Thanks for your call. Thanks. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. 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 Anna, it's time for our second break. So we have a little more information on CoQ10. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought, there, I thought my cord got stuck. So the study that was conducted at the University of Western Australia, this is another 2002 study, and it looked at the connection between CoQ10 supplementation and blood pressure control and A1Cs, which is a marker for diabetes in type 2 diabetics. Um, there were four groups, again. So one was given 200 milligrams of CoQ10, Um, Another was given a medication, and the other two groups were given either both the CoQ10 and the medication or none. And the results found that the, Anna, do you pronounce this phenofibrate? Yes. (laughs) Okay. So the phenofibrate medication did not alter blood pressure or lower the A1Cs, but the group that took the CoQ10 had significant decreases in both systolic and diastolic blood pressure as well as lowering the A1Cs, mm-hmm. which is huge. Yeah. So I mean, that's I've a never great study. A study
0: that's done that. So, so
3: awesome. we will be right back. And be sure to call us today if you have questions, 651-641-1071. I've been so welcome back to Dishing Up
0: Nutrition. So I'm Anna so Derhok, licensed nutritionist. And I am here with Cara Carper, also licensed nutritionist. And we have been discussing the topic of asthma and the nutritional interventions that can decrease the symptoms and attacks. And Carr mentioned before break how CoQ10 is able to lower blood pressure and even lower hemoglobin A1c. Um, so it is a very, very important nutrient for the heart. Um, and most people don't realize that as we get older, the amount of CoQ10 that we make in our bodies actually decreases. Um, so how do you make sure we are getting enough of this powerful nutrient? Well, the highest sources in the diet actually come from sardines. How many of you like sardines? Um, and mackerel, <laughs> uh, which is another type of fish. Um, beef liver, grass-fed meat, lamb, and pork, as well as eggs. Um, and then spinach and broccoli are some of the other ones that have pretty good amounts as well. Um, if you are looking for a good supplement, if you feel like you need more than just what your food is going to provide, um, it should always be pharmaceutical-grade and be in a gel cap form that's what you know is easily assimilated in the body and kind of and it, it is a a fat soluble type of nutrient so um, and then we had a caller call in um she was just a little concerned about peanut oil um, and just she wanted to remind our listeners out there that um, a lot of children and even adults do have peanut allergies so if you um just rem- remember that you know if you if your kid has Peanut allergies, you can't use peanut oil. Right. So. And that was a
3: great reminder. We yep. appreciate that. Thank you. So We have tons of callers. Yes, Cara, I'm just going to, I think I'll take a couple. And please do try to stay on the line if we don't get to you right away. Hi, Pat. Welcome to the show today.
4: Hi. Hi, Pat.
3: So it looks like you no longer have asthma.
4: Is that correct? That's correct. I came in, um, I actually worked with Cara for. A few months, I want to say, and we worked on diet. I'd had huge um, yeast issues and asthma and inflammation and whatnot. Um, this last time, I want to say I was probably on a really decent supplement and nutrition program for less than a year when I went in for just annual checkups with lipid levels and cholesterols and everything else. And my doctor actually took the asthma and said, I literally – it wasn't an issue for me anymore.
3: Oh my and gosh, I'm, that I'm is literally wonderful. I'm like
4: non asthmatic now. That's and Kyle, awesome. I never told you that. I should have. <laughs> <laughs> no, that makes me
3: very happy. <laughs> <I know.
4: laughs> Made me very happy. So, yeah, that medication's gone. High blood pre- pressure medication's gone. I'm mm. literally off of everything now. Wow, that is awesome <laughs> for you. No kidding, Pat. So I thought, you know, it could probably only help to just call and let mm-hmm. you know that it really works. Well, because...
3: we really appreciate you, you calling, Pat. and I always think people are going to assume that we're paying you and to call or something. But...
0: <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> we didn't pay her.
3: But, you know, thank you for telling us that because we sometimes people, you know, don't come in for appointments and then they're doing great, and it's just really nice to hear that. Yep. Thank you, Pat. Okay, Anna, Um, we I'm just going to talk a little bit about First we're going to talk about food. Yep. We want ideas for people, especially parents that are trying to figure out what to give, what to feed their children if, you know, they can't give them goldfish and crackers mm-hmm. and Cheerios and chicken nuggets from McDonald's, all the stuff <laughs> that we were talking about that causes inflammation. Right. And I thought you would be a good person to give some balanced snack maybe meal and snack ideas for Definitely. kids.
0: Yeah. Um a lot of times, I mean, my both of my girls they love the turkey roll ups. I do that sometimes for breakfast or lunch. I can al- I also do that for a snack. And turkey roll ups are just um, you can use any type of like healthy nitrate free lunch meat. I usually use Applegate Farms um, turkey. Put a little bit of cream cheese or hummus in there. They actually like hummus better. And then roll it up. Um, and then I usually just serve it with a piece of fruit. Or um, they love frozen vegetables, <laughs> so I just give them frozen vegetables <laughs> with it. They're crazy, but they're great kids. First of all, kids like vegetables. Yeah, that's, that's different huge. in itself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then um, I also do, like for meal ideas, also I do um, almond chicken strips. What you do is you just coat the coat the um, chicken strip in like almond meal or even brown rice flour and then um, fry it in a little coconut oil or, or olive oil. It's wonderful. They love it. Um, with some vegetables, if you can, or half a sweet potato. My girls love sweet potatoes. They could eat a whole one if I let them by <laughs> themselves. So, um, so that's one. And then, I mean, there's so many things I do. They love just a pork chop um, broiled in the oven with, um, um, like I said, I do sweet potato fries a lot. Um, and then any type of green vegetable that is frozen.
3: Those <laughs> are great can- ideas. And so all of those foods are real. Yes, they're, they're what adults eat, yep. but, I mean, you're maybe gearing them towards kids, you know, making them into chicken strips yes. and things like that. Yep. More finger foods. More finger foods, yeah. yes. So, so I, yeah, the, I guess the point is that we just need to get kids on real food yes. because asthma is just so prevalent in children now. Again, yeah. 1 in 10 have asthma. All right, we're going to take one more caller here. Hi, Liz. Thanks for waiting. Do you have a question for us today? I would like to know more about the coconut
1: oil in regarding to uh, using it in baking or that. I do use it now for uh, fixing my eggs, and it is available at Super Target. The Spectrum Organic is okay. available there. And Thank it Comes you. in a pint jar. She she may be looking for a liquid. The one lady that sure. Sell, you're yeah. right yep. and to
3: tell people that it's often solid.
1: Yes, it when is you solid. purchase it, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. use. Uh, CoQ10. And I've, I love your program. I'm an elderly lady, but I'm so interested in nutrition. I'm on cholesterol medication. And I have read so much that uh, CoQ10 is necessary to take when you're on these fats.
3: You know, yes. and we have not mentioned that yet. So, Liz, that's, you know, good mm-hmm. information for listeners. If yep. if you are on cholesterol-lowering medication and you're listening, it's important to supplement with CoQ10 because the statins will actually reduce the production of CoQ10 in your body. Yep. Yes.
2: Thank you. Yes. I love your
0: program. Thanks so Thanks much, so Liz. Much.
3: Have a great day. Anna, do you think we could talk a little bit about intestinal health now? Yes,
0: let's do that because it's very important. I think
3: that's just such an important area when we're looking at asthma. Yes. So, okay, just a little intestinal health 101. Mm -hmm. Um, The intestinal tract is about 26 feet long. It makes up a huge part of our immune system, about 70%. Mm It's very complex. It's, you know, we have bacteria, both good and bad. We actually have three to four pounds of bacteria. <laughs> That's a lot. Think of a three-pound bag of apples. <laughs> that We have that much bacteria. But we really need about 85% of it to be good bacteria. Now, if we're mm. missing out on the good bacteria, our immune systems can become compromised mm-hmm. and other invaders would will start taking over. So these invaders could be bad bacteria like streptococcus,
0: E. coli, staph, or too much yeast. Yes. Very bad stuff for the intestinal tract. And um, Dr. Nigel Plummer is a world-renowned expert on intestinal health, and he basically started his career many years ago as a research scientist for Pfizer and then went on to set up his own company in 95, and now he does extensive research on probiotics and their many benefits. And... (laughs) Me and Cara were just laughing before the show. And also, I tell my classes this all the time, that his name Plumber being (laughs) an appropriate name for a guy who actually does research in the gut, because that's our plumbing. That's how we remember him. (laughs) Yes. So I hope he's not listening, but he lives in Wales, so probably not. Um, But there is a huge link between being low in good bacteria, like bifidobacteria, um, especially as a baby, and then acquiring asthma and allergies as a young child. And Cara's going to talk about that, those, that research.
3: Yeah, I've been reading a lot about this late, lately, especially kind of getting myself ready for, you know, delivery yes. and everything. <laughs> um, but Dr. Plummer states that breastfed babies that receive bifidobacteria from breast milk, and just to let you know, bifidobacteria is the most prevalent good bacteria in the intestinal tract. So when babies are breastfed, after six months of breastfeeding, they um, checked their stool, and they had 97% bifidobacteria making up that That population. But formula-fed babies only had 22%. And, you know, like Anna said, there's a large correlation between having this bifidobacteria Mm -hmm. and not acquiring allergies, asthma, and eczema as a child. And so I think if someone isn't able to breastfeed or doesn't want to, it's even more important to be giving babies bifidobacteria as a supplement. And this can be done really the day of delivery. Yep. In, Dr. Plummer says put it on mom's finger and just put it in the baby's mouth several times a day. This can actually prevent the likelihood of the baby acquiring asthma.
0: Yes, and I do. I mean, I do that for Luke still. I, I mean, obviously, I take it, but I always give him a little bit of bifidobacteria before he, um, he eats. So,
3: um, how are we doing on time? It is time for our last break, and so I'm just going to share one more study with you on the benefits of CoQ10 and gum health. A large percentage of people, about 80% in the United States, have periodontal disease. And a study conducted by the Institute of Biomedical Research at the University of Texas found that applying topical CoQ10 to diseased gums showed a significant decrease in plaque, bleeding on probing, and peptidase activity from bacteria in the mouth. Um, So this is great news for anyone suffering from gum disease. And you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, and we'll be right back.
2: Dishing Up Nutrition has listeners in San Francisco, Miami, International Falls, and Billings, Montana. Whether you live in the Twin Cities or across the country, nutritional guidance is as close as your phone. Nutritional Weight and Wellness offers phone consultations for people at a distance or too busy for office appointments. Would you like to increase your energy, lower cholesterol, or resolve digestive problems? Here's how phone consultations work. First, complete a health history. Next, discuss your health goals with a nutritionist. Then she creates an eating plan for your biochemistry and lifestyle. You make the time, and Nutritional Weight and Wellness provides the plan and support. Make the call from the privacy of your home or office and get nutrition expertise from the people you trust. For information, call Nutritional Weight and Wellness at 651-699-3438. Outside the Twin Cities, call 888-805-8954, toll free. Or go to weightandwellness.com.
0: So, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I am Anna Durhawk, licensed nutritionist, and I am here with Cara Carper, also lic- licensed nutritionist, and we are wrapping up our discussion on how nutrition can help with asthma. Um, but I just wanted to mention some s- classes that are starting up, starting up next week. Um, our Weight and Wellness series is kicking off again, and we teach it all over the Twin Cities, including Lakeville, uh, YZ on Monday nights, Maple Grove Wednesday nights, Stillwater Tuesday nights, Andover, and even in our North Oaks office Thursday nights. Um, for more information, just give us a call at 651-699-3438 or visit our website at weightandwellness.com. Um, and we also have a couple other little community ed classes. Um, one is Happy Focus Kids, which uh, will be taught in New Richmond. And if you have picky eaters, this class is wonderful. It just gives lots of good ideas. Um, how to feed your kids right. And then also gut, the gut reaction class is going to be taught in Bloomington on Wednesday night if you need help with your intestinal tract, which we've just been talking about. Yep, yep.
3: So a lot of great classes. Yes. All right. We have two callers. First of all, I want to say thanks for waiting so long. Hi, Lisa. Welcome to the show today. Hi. Um,
1: I'm calling actually about cholesterol um, supplements and just had a few questions. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I went to the doctor and she said I had slightly high cholesterol um, so she wanted me to take Lipitor, and I'd heard some bad things about um, statins. I think you call them, right? And so um, I did the little research and found out that red yeast rice as a supplement can lower it. But um, and I've been taking that; it's called traditional brand red yeast rice. But I I'm not sure if statins are bad for you. If red yeast rice is bad for you too, so
0: that is a good question. Okay. Good question. Um, so. The research I've gone through on red rice yeast extract is um, it is very effective in lowering cholesterol, but it it actually has the same effect on CoQ10 as statins. Mm-hmm. It actually depletes it because it actually blocks the same you know enzyme that produces cholesterol in your your liver. So um, I I probably wouldn't do that unless you're going to be you know taking CoQ10. Um, but even a more natural way to lower your cholesterol is. Really, uh, really cut out the sugar, and also omega threes have been shown to dramatically reduce cholesterol, both LDL and then raise HDL. So,
1: well, I'm taking um, fish oil with CoQ10. Okay. Um, along with it, but I don't know if that's good enough. Or and then I also heard, um, I think it was Dar, say, I'm not sure if I'm getting this right, that you don't really need to lower your cholesterol. I wasn't clear on that.
0: Yeah, it depends on. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to focus on total cholesterol because again, that's not a good accurate measure of what's going on in your body. Um, if your HDL is above sixty, usually you're in a good position. Um, but it you know it's it just depends. You know if it's only two twenty, it's probably not that big of a deal. If it's over three hundred, mm-hmm. okay. then you want to you know really watch it. So and bring it down. You
1: want it to be below two hundred and twenty.
0: Well, you want to look at your, you your know, ratio. HDL.
1: Yep.
3: It's important to look at triglycerides. Yep. It's important to look at everything. Um, and you know, if you may want to make an appointment at some point with a nutritionist, well, just I to kind of
1: came in for one, but it was about a different thing. Oh, and, okay. A while ago. Okay.
3: Um, and so I
1: am eating better. Um, it and my cholesterol is not super high, but Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to do what the doctor's trying to tell me to do and and so it's a little confusing. It is
3: confusing. I think you know it is important to look at all those numbers though and not just focus on the total. Yeah. Especially when, you know, they get nervous when they see that number over two hundred, but if your H D L is high, your ratio might be at low risk of cardiovascular disease.
1: Okay. Well yeah that gives me some numbers to look at and so so I'm not clear. Should I keep taking the red yeast rice or?
0: or? Um, if you do, make sure you're taking CoQ10 with it. Um, okay. And then, but also omega 3s 3,000 milligrams and above has been shown to decrease it naturally. And then how much CoQ10? Um, I do at least 200 milligrams. Okay. Yep. Okay. Well, thank you so much. You're you're welcome. Welcome. Thank you, Lisa.
3: Hi, Tim. Thanks for waiting. Do you have a question about uh, C-reactive protein today?
4: I do. I just had my checked and I I was a little alarmed that it came out at at seven, which is, from what I read, uh, is high. Mm -hmm. And I'm just wondering, what what does that mean?
3: Well, C reactive protein or CRP, that's a marker of inflammation. Okay, so there are certain things that can trigger it to be high. Um, You know, sometimes it can be from a virus, it can be from an injury. It could be from blood vessel inflammation as well, though. That's why, you know, we do look at that as being a marker of risk of cardiovascular disease.
0: Mm-hmm. So, And things that could increase it um, in your lifestyle or diet could be sugar, trans fats, things like that.
4: What so. if I had like a cold the day I had it checked? Would that...
3: that could certainly trigger it to mm-hmm. be high. So you know, everything I wouldn't.
4: I had checked, turned out just it was everything. All my blood works, lipids, everything's beautiful, except mm-hmm. this one thing.
3: I wouldn't panic, especially if you were coming down with something mm-hmm. or already had a virus or a bacteria. What I would recommend is, um, I mean, especially if all of your other numbers looked good, just keeping an eye on it and having it checked the next time you're in. Mm-hmm.
4: And what, what 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 kind of uh, is it like a year out? To wait a year to have it checked again, or it can now?
3: fluctuate yeah. uh, what daily quickly. I yep. mean, yeah, very mm-hmm. quickly. So you could certainly have it checked. I mean, even right now. Yeah.
4: I see. Okay. Great. Okay. Well, hey, thanks a lot. Yeah. Thanks yeah, for thank your you. call.
3: So we were okay. We only have a couple minutes left, and we have <laughs> so much great information. We're just not going to get to all of it. Um, but we were talking about intestinal health mm-hmm. and the link between not having enough good bacteria and children and adults yep, acquiring yep. asthma. And so I think, you know, it's important for people to know that good bacteria can be helpful for all ages. Yes. So definitely. don't fret, you know, if, if you weren't breastfed <laughs> and you weren't given probiotics, you can whatever age you are, if you have asthma, I would start it now.
0: Yes, definitely. And there, you know, fermented foods contain natural probiotics like yogurts, kefir, sauerkraut, things like that. Um, and but there are some things that actually kill off our natural good bacteria. Kari, you want to mention those? Sure. I mean, sugar and processed foods. But the biggest
3: culprits are medications, mm-hmm. antibiotics, anti-inflammatories, and steroid medications. Hormones, like the pill or hormone replacement therapy. So all of those things are killing off good bacteria. So it's really hard for the average person to maintain a good colonization of probiotics
0: in their gut. So, and that's why, again, you just want to take those either on a daily basis or make sure you're getting those good fermented foods daily. Right. Um, um, And then we also kind of wanted to get to um, specifically... Um, conditions out there. There are three conditions that Dr. Nigel Plummer talks about and how they're related to, um, you know, kind of all in the same way, like asthma, allergies, specifically hay fever and eczema. Um, 70% of asthmatics also have these types of allergies.
3: And it's common for people with eczema to have asthma. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just intestinal health is critical to address with all of these conditions. And when people have allergies, asthma and eczema, you know, another thing that can be beneficial is the anti-inflammatory omega-three yes. fish oil. And most people are deficient in this, Anna, as well. Yes.
0: And we find omega-threes in fish, mostly the cold water fatty fish like salmon, herring, sardines. It's also found highly in egg yolks, um, specifically organic egg yolks. Higher amounts of this DHA omega-three will actually um be found in even even the pasture fed eggs that are grazing on the bugs and the grass. Um, but grass-fed beef contains omega threes, um, and but you don't want to get <laughs> conventionally raised because corn and soybeans do not have omega threes. Um, and you know, between ninety and ninety-five percent of us are actually um, deficient in omega threes now, which is kind of scary because it's mm-hmm. essential. It does so many things in the body. So I
3: yeah. really feel that it's, so, so everyone can benefit from supplementing with both a probiotic and omega three fish yes. oil. It's anti-inflammatory. For all conditions. Yes. And we know asthma is definitely an inflammatory condition. Right. Oh, I knew we were going to run out of time. (laughs) We have so much more information. Uh, We just want to thank everyone for listening. And don't forget to spring ahead. Yes. Because we're having such balmy weather out there. (laughs) Have a great weekend, everyone. Thanks.
1: Life, I love you. All is groovy.
2: Ba-da-da-da-da.